On a particularly stormy night in 2008, at 11pm, Suntiani, my Indonesian wife and I were awakened by a knock on the bedroom door. It was one of the maids. Ada Tamulpak. There are guests, mister. Guests? I was awake but uncomprehending. It's a bit late for guests. I opened the door to eight Indonesian men loitering in the living area of the house. One of them approached me and gave me a piece of paper. It's a search warrant for drugs, he said in perfect English. I scanned the warrant and noticed that they had included cosmetic creams. I'm the head of narcotics in Bali, he said. I said, what on earth do you want with cosmetic creams? He didn't reply. This is a setup, isn't it? How much did GJ or his wife pay you to come here with this search warrant? All he said was that they were going to search the premises. I told my wife to ring her father. My wife's stepfather was a general in the Jakarta police force, although neither the head of narcotics nor GJ could have known that. My wife rang and filled him in. A few minutes later, she handed the phone to the laconic narcotics head. There followed a series of punctuated, yup, pak, siap, yes, sir, before he returned the phone to my wife, who then said her goodbyes and hung up. I asked my wife what her stepfather had said. She replied that we had to search the police officers before they searched the house. I noticed at this point that two of the officers slowly retreated into the background darkness. So there we were, my wife and I patting down Bali's finest and getting them to pull out their pockets, take off their shoes and socks. The shoe was on the other foot now, I mused, and even checking cigarette packets as per orders from Jakarta. After the all clear, they proceeded to do a very desultory search of the premises, but still insisted on taking four large box loads of cosmetic facial creams. After about only ten minutes, the top cop said to me, There are no narcotics here, we will leave now. By we, he meant him. The remaining cops insisted on hanging around as they do and started playing with my wife's guitar and singing. Another friend who had a similar experience said the police hung around for hours playing with his three-year-old son's toys. I asked my wife how to get rid of them. She said that they were probably hanging around for drink and money. The age-old Indonesian police custom of Manchari Uang. I said, well, give them some tea and then tell them politely to fuck off. She said that she couldn't tell them that, so I left the sombre offices and went back to bed, much to the annoyance of my wife. About 30 minutes later, another police officer turned up and I had to get out of bed again. He was talking to my wife and after a few minutes I asked her who he was. He's a detective. So what does he want? Money, I guess. Great. Now we had to entertain another cop. He beckoned me to follow him into my bedroom, followed by my wife, put his arm around me and started giving me a lesson in basic Indonesian. Istriku, your wife? Ya, istrisaya. Istriku, he said, correcting my grammar. He then started talking to my wife in Indonesian. She informed me that he was going to take the cases of narcotic creams and water my passport. I had no choice but to give it to him. He then wished us good night and left. Fortunately, the other cops took this as a sign that they should leave also, presumably as their boss was now leaving. None of this made any sense to me until I asked my wife what else he said. She said he suggested I get legal advice. I said, what for? They didn't find anything. Manchari Uang, she replied with a sigh. Next day I saw a lawyer who didn't write a thing down, except his bill, and told me he would have an answer. Answer for what? Facilitation fee, he said. Ah, Manchari Uang, right? Something like that. 
but I don't care if I get the creams back. They don't even belong to me. They just got dumped there by that psycho GJ. Yes, but you want your passport back, don't you? In the end, I had to pay a facilitation fee to get my cosmetic creams back. I tried saying I didn't want them as a returning to Australia anyhow, but it was made clear the return of my passport was conditional on paying. It seems the police didn't want the creams either. Postscript. My father-in-law later sent two of his men from Intel in Jakarta to find out what happened. They stayed with us and were happy, as in smiling inanely, when they confirmed that GJ had rung the police and told him that the creams were full of methamphetamine. The police then said that they could only be bothered searching the house if he paid them $2,000, which he did. They also added that as the drug bust ploy had failed, GJ had also paid another 2000 to have me deported. But the good news is that they beamed that if you pay another 2000 you can stay. I had no intention of getting into a tit-for-tat fight with a deranged rich expat and his equally deranged Indonesian wife. In any event, we had planned to return to Australia. And by that stage, I just had about enough and wanted to get out of Indonesia. I had to pay the Jakarta officers costs and was told I had to give them a present. When I asked my wife if they wanted more money, the answer was no, she said. No, one of them likes your surfboard in your room. It was an old surfboard and I was more than happy to get rid of it. The last sight of them was watching them walking out of Denpasar Airport with one of them in full uniform carrying a seven-foot surfboard. I occasionally wondered if he ever used it. One week later, my passport was returned. I opened it and there was a red stamp giving me 24 hours to leave the country.